Will you please turn to Matthew? Chapter 24. We will first read from verse 1 through verse 3. And Jesus went forth and went away from the temple, and his disciples came to him to point out to him the building of the temple. And he answering said to them, Do ye not see all these things? Verily I say to you, Not a stone shall be left here upon a stone which shall not be thrown down. And as he was sitting upon the Mount of Olive, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what is the sign of thy coming and the completion of the age? 耶稣出了圣殿正走的时候门徒进前来把殿宇指给他看耶稣对他们说你们不是看见这殿宇吗我实在告诉你们将来在这里没有一块石头留在石头上不被拆毁了耶稣在感染山上坐着门徒暗
当洪水以前的日子，人照常吃喝嫁娶，直到挪亚进方舟的那日，不知不觉洪水来了，把他们全都冲去。人子降临也要这样。那时两个人在田里取去一个，撇下一个；两个女人推磨，取去一个，撇下一个。所以你们要警醒，因为不知道你们的主是哪一天来到。家主若知道几更天有贼来，就必警醒，不容人挖透房屋。这是你们所知道的，所以你们也要预备，因为想不到的时候，人子就来了。Let's have a little prayer. 我们祷告。Dear Lord, we want to thank thee again for thy mercy and grace towards us. 亲爱的主，我们再一次来感谢你，为着你的怜悯和恩典。We thank thee for gathering us together this morning in thy name. 主啊，谢谢主，早上奉着你的名，我们可以聚集。We thank thee for thy precious promise. 我们谢谢你宝贵的应许。Because thou hast promised us where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in their midst. 因为你允许我们两三个人奉你的名聚集。Dear Lord, as we are all in Thy presence, 亲爱的主，我们就在你的面前。May Thy Spirit move among us. 但愿你的灵感动我们。Open Thy Word to our hearts. 把你的话话向我们的心打开。That we may not only believe but actually be transformed. 所以我们不但是相信，我们也可以变化。Make those who are truly waiting for thy return. 让我们真正的做一个等待你来的人。Not only waiting for thee, but even used by thee to prepare thy coming. 不但是等待，而只是使用我们，使得催促你的再来。We are not worthy, Lord, but thou art the worthy one. 主啊，我们不配，但是主你是配的。We offer ourselves to thee that our users. To prepare thy return. 主啊，我们把自己献给主，但愿主你可以预备我们，使使用我们，使我们预备主的再来。And may all glory and praise and honor be unto thee. 但愿荣耀、尊贵、赞美都归给你。We ask in thy precious name. 祷告靠主宝贝的名。Amen. Thank God. For gathering us together this morning. 感谢神，今天早上又召聚我们。Our Lord is so gracious. 我们的主是何等的有恩典。How He suffers long for us. 他为我们是何等的长久忍耐。Again, again, He is trying to prepare us for His imminent return. 他一次又一次的预备我们，等候他的马上就再来。And not only that， 不止如此 ，but even use us who are nothing to prepare his return。他能够用我们像我们这样没有用的人，能够预备他再来。So what a responsibility that is！ 所以这是何等的责任呢 ？We cannot do it。我们没有办法做得到。But his grace。Is sufficient for us. But his grace, so we hope that during these few days, so we hope that during these few days, that the Lord will really use this opportunity to prepare us. 
that we may all be those who literally living in the kingdom of the heavens today. And not only that, but by the grace of God, we will be used by Him to prepare His return. We have mentioned before that it was the preaching of the kingdom of the heavens that brought in this age of grace. Because it is when John the Baptist cried, Repent! For the kingdom of the heavens has drawn nigh. That ushers in what we call the age of grace. Brothers and sisters, we are even today living in this age of grace. But we know that the end is coming. Everybody knows that. Even the unbelievers, they are talking about the doom day. But brothers and sisters, why is it that after 20 centuries, the end has not yet come? Not because our Lord is not anxious to come back. How he told us in his own word. In Revelation chapter 22. He said, Behold, I come quickly. So so far as our Lord is concerned, He is anxious to come back and receive us to Himself. But what holds His return up? I think this is something we need to seriously consider. Is there anything to do with us? Does he expect us to prepare his way of return? As at his first coming, even though the whole nation of Israel seemed to be waiting for the Messiah, and even in the temple service, they pray every every day. Oh, that the Messiah will come! Oh, But when the news that the Messiah has come, people were afraid. They were not prepared. For his coming. Only a few who really prepare his, his coming. And the same thing 
will happen at his second coming. So it is not a matter of just expecting him to return. But it is something that we need to prepare for it. And that's why the preaching of the kingdom of heavens is so important. As we have repeated again and again, in Matthew 24, verse 14, our Lord Jesus says, And these glad tidings of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole habitable earth for a witness to all the nations, and then shall come the end. When our Lord Jesus came to this earth the first time, He came to prepare for His kingdom. We can say that His first coming is an invasion of heaven upon earth. He came for the purpose of preparing his own kingdom. But unfortunately, you find how people rejected him. But those who really believe in him, he called them to follow him. So we mention also that to believe in the Lord Jesus and to be his disciples are one thing. We should not divide these two things. If we have believed in the Lord Jesus, if we have accepted Him as our Savior, then naturally His love should constrain us. That we cannot but surrender our whole life to Him. Acknowledge Him as our Lord. And let him work out his full salvation. To, to, to conform us to his own image. So we say the Gospel of Matthew is centered upon this theme. And in the Gospel of Matthew, we say there are three peaks. The first peak happens in Matthew 5-7. It tells us the reality of the kingdom of the heavens. It tells us what the kingdom of heaven really is. And we know from his word that the kingdom of heaven is none but the king himself. He is the one who characterizes his own kingdom. 
His character overrules his kingdom. And those who are in his kingdom, they begin to take upon themselves the character of Christ. And that is what Matthew 5 to 7 tells us. How we need to be separated to him. How we, how we need to be extraordinary. We need to be perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect. And there's only one possibility that He is our life. Christ is our life. That's the only way to be perfect as the Heavenly Father is perfect. Never in degree, but in nature. And of course, if we allow Christ to live in us, then we will live differently from people in this world. We will seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto us. And we were building on rock. That is building on Christ. And out of that building, God has His habitation. That is Matthew 5-7. How can we really enter into this kingdom of the heavens? Our Lord Jesus in Matthew 11 tells us that we must seize it by violence. And the violent shall seize upon it. And of course, the violent is not doing violence to other people. Unfortunately, that's what we usually do. The violence is to be violent to ourselves. Because in us, in ourselves, there is no good. Everything that comes out of our flesh is rejected by God. And the Holy Spirit within us will work in our lives. Reminds us what is not of God. And when the Holy Spirit reminds us, that's the time we need to be violent. To be violent simply means deny yourself. Take up the cross and follow Him. And that is the way to live today, daily, in the kingdom of the heavens. I want to emphasize this. Because only those who today live 
in the kingdom of the heavens. 我要强调这一点，就是今天就是活在天国里头。Will one day at the coming of the Lord and as His kingdom is established, established on earth, they shall reign with Christ for a thousand years. 这样的话，到了他的国在地上建立的时候，我们就可以与基督一同做王一千年。But we already also mentioned. 我们也提到 ，as Christianity grows in this world， 当这个基督教在这个地上呃成长的时候 ，it begins to give an outward appearance。它就在外面有一个表现 ，and the outward appearance is the outward appearance of the kingdom of the heavens。这样外面的表现就是好像天国的外貌 ，and that is Matthew chapter thirteen。那就是马太福音十三章 ，and in these parables， 在这个比喻里头 ，we find how。Christendom began to grow. 我们就看到基督教怎么样，基督教的世界怎么样成长。But unfortunately, 但是很不幸的 ，you find it is a growth out of its kind. 看到那样的成长是个不是那样各种其类的那种成长。And within it, there is corruption. 在那里头有腐腐败。Just like the leaven. Put in the three meals. 就好像面酵放在三斗面里。But thank God. 那感谢神。Even though outwardly this is what the kingdom of heavens appear to the world. 虽然这样外貌来讲，世人看到的天国是这样子。And it has also deceived even God's people. 虽然这个外貌也欺骗了世人。But thank God, there is some reality. Within it. 但是感谢神，在那里头还是有一个这实际的。And that's we find in the parable of the treasure and the parable of the pearl. 这就是我们在这个宝贝的比喻以及珠子的比喻里头所看见的。And the treasure and the pearl refers to the reality of the kingdom of the heavens. 宝贝和珠子就代表在天国里的那个实际。And that is something. That our Lord has paid everything to buy it. 那就是我们的主，他付了一切的代价，把它买下来了。At the end of this age, 所以到了时代的末了 ，God will send His angels to divide, to separate. 神会差遣天使把这样两样不同的东西分开来。And that's what we find in Matthew thirteen. Now this morning we will go to Matthew twenty-four and twenty-five. Because in these two chapters we are told of the public appearing of the kingdom of the heavens. Because in these two chapters we are told of the public appearing of the kingdom of the heavens. Thank God. There will be a day. 感谢神，将来会有这么一天。That the kingdom of heavens will literally, publicly establish upon this earth. 全国会真正的，会公开的建立在这个世上。Now how did it come? 那他怎么来呢 ？That's why we will find, we shall find in Matthew twenty-four and twenty-five. 是的，就是我们在二十四章、二十五章会看见的。When our Lord Jesus entered into Jerusalem for the last time, 当主他进入耶路撒冷最后一次的时候 ，In Matthew twenty-four, it tells us. 
with precious stones and built with precious gifts. The Jews at that time took pride in their temple. And so were God the disciples of the Lord. But when they pointed this out to our Lord, the Lord said, The day shall come when no one stone will be upon another stone in this temple. It was a shock to the disciples. They dare not say anything more. Because they were afraid if people heard about that, they would be stoned. So they waited until our Lord came to Mount Olive. Then some of them secretly came to the Lord. And if you read the Gospel according to Mark, we, he was told that it was four disciples that came to the Lord secretly. It was Peter, it was the two sons of Zebedee, and it was Andrew. They were the one who were closest to the Lord. So they secretly came to the Lord and asked the Lord a question. Hey Lord, when shall these things be? What is the sign of your coming? And the completion of this age. It seems that you have three questions here. But when the disciples asked it, to them it was one question. Because if the temple should be destroyed, that means the Lord is coming again. That means the end of this age. So the Lord began to answer to them. And if you read Matthew 24 and 25, actually you find these three two chapters can be divided into three parts. We know this whole world is composed of three kinds of people. The Jews, the Jews, the Christians, 
and the world, the Gentiles. So actually, you find our Lord Jesus address these three kinds of people in Matthew 24 and 25. Now, of course, they are all related. But if you read carefully, you will find that the Lord addressed these three kinds of people. For instance, from verse 4 until, uh, I mean, chapter 24, verse 4, until 31. This is mainly addressed to the Jews. Now, even though when this happened, the Christians were involved. Even the world was involved. But mainly it was addressed to the Jews. Now, why do, why, what, what makes us think like that? Because you find in this, sec- in this section, everything is spoken plainly, no parables. And then when you come to 24 verse 32, until 25 verse 30, this is addressed to Christians. And when he addressed the Christian, he used parables. And finally, in chapter 25, verse 31 to the end, it is addressed to the Gentiles. Now we have no time to go over all these things. So we will concentrate ourselves upon the Christians. Now what will happen to us at the coming of the Lord? When will he be coming back? And what will happen at that time? So when you come to Matthew 24, verse 32, he said, but learn the parable from the fig tree. Now we know the fig tree is a symbol of the Jewish nation. When, when our Lord Jesus was on earth, He always blessed, but He did curse a fig tree. You remember in Matthew 21, one morning He entered into Jerusalem. He was hungry. He saw a fig tree full of leaves. So he went there to find some fruit. Now usually when the fruit fig tree have leaves, there will be some fruit there. But there was none. So you remember our Lord cursed 
this fig tree. And the fig tree withered. Brothers and sisters, it is symbolic. Because our Lord has worked with that nation for three years. And yet, there was no fruit. So finally, the Lord cursed it. And that means the nation of Israel will fall. But here you find the Lord said, when you see the fig tree begins to bud, and have leaves. Now we know that Israel did not have a nation of itself for centuries. It was a surprise to all these statesmen and politicians in this world. In 1948, Israel was restored. It was restored in such a marvelous way. Everybody wondered how did it happen. A race that has no country, no land, no government for so long, and suddenly it is recovered. You never find it in history. This is a miracle from above. And the Lord said, when you see the fig tree begins to bud and have leaves, but strangely, the Lord does not say have fixed. So, the restoration of Israel is not full yet. Because that nation has not turned to the Lord yet. But one day the whole nation will turn to the Lord. But that will happen at his second coming. So when the Lord when the Lord said, when you see the fig tree began to have leaves. You know summer is near. And then he explained to us. Verse 33. Thus also ye, when ye see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Now you have to remember that the Bible description has the Eastern world in mind. Because in the Western world, when you come to the door, there's only one outside door. 
And when the door is open, you are in the house already. But in the Orient, it was different. If you want to come to a person's family, you have to go through more than one door. There will be an outward door, and when you get in, you get into a yard. And you have to maybe another door. And if it's a rich family, you may have to go through a few doors before you come to the family. So our Lord Jesus say when you see the fig tree began to grow. And of course, if you read Luke, you find not only the fig tree, but the other trees too. That means nationalities will grow all over the earth. And when you see these things, you know our Lord is at the door. Brothers and sisters, if he is at the door, even if he is not in yet, we know that it is very, very near. So that shows us that he is coming. And the Lord said, this generation shall not pass away. Until all these things shall come to pass. What is this generation? It is not a generation of 30 years or 40 years. It is a generation marked by a certain condition. You remember our Lord said this wicked and adulterous generation. That is the generation. We are still in that generation. And the Lord said that this generation will not pass away until all these things shall come to pass. No one knows the day and hour not even the angels of the heaven, but my father alone. You know, there are a number of people who try to figure out when the Lord will come. If you read church history, you find again and again people predict that the Lord come at a certain day. They will go out to the wilderness wear white clothes waiting for the Lord. But the Lord did not come. It happened a number of times in history. Why? Because they did not believe in the word of God. The Lord told us clearly, nobody knows. Only the Father knows. It is in the hand of the Father. But 
even though nobody knows. But he has given us enough signs to know that it is very close. So, following it, we see the parable. The Lord said, as in the days of Noah, show shall be the coming of the Son of Man. Now, people who know Greek, they know that there are a few words that all speak of the coming of the Lord. And here in Matthew 24, the coming of the Lord is a special word. In Greek, it is parousia. Now, people who are authorities in Greek, they told us that this parousia means presence. And this presence is not at one time with one event. It's not at one time when one event. It tells us a period of time with a number of things happening. And that is the presence of the Lord. Now we want to know how will He come? If you turn to Acts chapter 1, chapter 1, verse 11, you know, our Lord Jesus left this world on Mount Olive. After he has spoken to his disciples, and then they saw that he, his feet left on olive and going upward. And they were all looking at him. And the Bible said, then a cloud took him. They could not see him anymore. But he's still ascending. So while the disciples were looking at that scene, suddenly two men in white appeared. And here in verse 11, they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, shall thus come in the manner in which ye have behold him going into heaven. Now, 
In other words, the way that our Lord Jesus returned to heaven, he will come back in the same manner. Now, how did he ascend? He ascended in two sections. The first section is from Mount Olive to the cloud. It is visible. And the second stage is from the cloud to the throne. Invisible. But why do, how do we know that he reached heaven? That's very simple. Because on the day of Pentecost, you find when the Holy Spirit came down, it proves one thing, that our Lord is honored as Lord and Christ. So he has ascended to the throne. And that's how the Holy Spirit came down. But nobody saw it. So, brothers and sisters, if we know how he left the world to heaven, then he will come back in like manner. That is to say, he is coming with begin from the throne to the air. Nobody sees it. And then from the cloud to Mount Olive, everybody sees him. That's the reason why you find there are two signs of his coming. One sign is he said he will come like a thief. Brothers and sisters, have you met a thief that will blow a trumpet and say, I'm coming? Strangely, the thief always knows that you are unaware. So our Lord Jesus he will come like a thief. In other words, he will tell you, I'm coming now. But when you are unaware, he suddenly arrives. That's one sign. So it's invisible. When he came from the throne to the cloud, it's invisible. But then you find also in Matthew 24. Verse 27. For as the lightning goes forth from the east and shines to the west, so shall be the coming of the Son of Man. So here you find his coming is like lightning. It will shine from the east to the west. 
that shows that he will come from the throne, from the cloud to Mount Olive. And it was at that time that the trumpet was sound. You know, in all the hymns, we also, all the trumpet was sound and the Lord shall come. But brothers and sisters, to, to us it's too late. And then the Lord began to use some parables. He said he's coming like the days of Noah. In the days of Noah, people eating and drinking, marrying and getting in marriage. Everything seems to be normal. People are still living in the world and be worldly. But suddenly, when Noah entered into the ark, then the flood came and swept people away. And then in Look, you find it also says the coming of the Lord is like in the days of uh, Lot. A man eating and drinking, marrying, getting married. And when Lot went out of Sodom, suddenly the fire came down. And the Lord said, his coming is like that. In other words, his coming is unaware by the word. But that doesn't mean that we are not aware. Because we are to be the sons of light. So what the Lord says, what happened at that time? And then if you turn to Matthew 24, verse, verse 40, then two shall be in the field, one is taken and one is left. Two women Grinding at a mill, one is taken and one is left. And then in Luke you find two were sleeping, one is taken and one is left. Now, do you have six? No, only two. Why is it so? Because the earth is round. So when he's coming, in some people, they were sleeping at night. And some ladies have already rise and grinding the mule in the morning. And some people went into the field at midnight and worked in the field. 
So it doesn't mean there are six. It is two. And because the earth is round, you find that somewhere they are sleeping, somewhere they have gathered up, somewhere they are working. But among the two, one is taken, one is left. How quickly they look the same. They are doing the same thing. So brothers and sisters, don't be afraid to go to sleep. Don't quit your work. Go to sleep. Continue to work. But the Lord looks at the heart. He knows one is ready, one is not. Do you see any thief coming to your house? And he steal your rubbish. I will welcome him every night. Strangely, the thief always know where your treasure is. And he will take your treasure and he disappeared. And that's what has happened. The Lord knows our heart. He knows who is ready for Him. Who is waiting for Him? Who is living in the kingdom of the heavens? Who is not? Even though He is a believer, Outwardly, they do the same thing. They all go to church. They all pray. They all read the Bible. But the Lord knows the difference. Who is real? Who is unreal? Who is living in the kingdom of the heavens? Who is not his disciple? And he will steal away the best. Brothers and sisters, why two? The number of the church is twelve. The twelve disciples. That's complete. Now where are the other ten? If you read Matthew 25, you have the ten virgins. And among the ten virgins, the same thing. Five virgins are wise. Five virgins are foolish. They are wise because they prepare all in the vessel. They are foolish because they fill their vessel with other treasures. Outwardly, they all go out to meet the air, meet the Lord. They are virgins. The Bible never called people in the world virgins. 
Only those who are saved are virgins. And they all went out to meet the Lord. But the Lord was delayed. So they all slept. Brothers and sisters, these ten represent the saints throughout the ages. In the first century, the saints waiting for the coming of the Lord. In every century, you find saints are waiting for the Lord. But somehow the law was delayed. And they went to sleep. It means they died. But thank God. At the coming of the Lord, they will be all raised from the dead. But there is a difference. Those who have extra straw oil, they enter into the marriage feast. And those who do not, they will be outside of the wedding feast. So it is the same thing with the ten and the two. Brothers and sisters, by all indications, it seems that we may be among the two. You know it is the prayer of my heart that we may be raptured at his coming. But are we prepared for him? This is why can when you read Revelation chapter twelve. You find a woman close with glory. And he she was to give birth. And you have a dragon waiting before that woman. But his aim is not the woman. Because the woman was nothing to him. He was waiting for the man child in the woman. Because he knows that man child will mean his end. But thank God. When the man child came out, he was immediately taken up to the throne. And then what happened? You find there was war in the air. And Satan was thrown down upon the earth. The air was clear. For the Lord to come from the throne to the air. 
And when Satan was thrown upon the earth, what can you expect? That's a great tribulation. You know the great tribulation, so far as Christians are concerned, it is God-given Christians another Opportunity that they may be overcomers through the great tribulation. And when the great tribulation was over, then you find First Thessalonians chapter four. You see the trumpet sound. And those who have died in Christ will be raised. And those who are still living, they will be all raptured. Where do they go? To the air. Not to the throne. Because the Lord was already in the air. And when we shall all gathered in the air, that was the great the judgment seat of Christ. We will all stand before His judgment and will be judged according to how we live. And while this was going on, what happened on earth? That's the seven vials. The wrath of God poured upon this earth. And after the second seven miles, and the Lord will break the cloud and came to Mount Olive. So, brothers and sisters, here we are told how we are warned to be prepared for that rapture. He loves us so much. How He wants to see us and receive us to Himself. Brothers and sisters, pray and watch because His coming is imminent. One day, suddenly in this world, people disappeared from all over the world. That's the beginning of the parousia. Beginning of the coming of the Lord. So, dear brothers and sisters, how we look to the Lord in His grace and mercy that we may be among the wreck. May the Lord have mercy upon us. Let's pray.
Dear Lord, we humbly come to Thee and pray that Thy grace, who is always sufficient for us, will make us what Thou expect us to be. 主啊，你的恩典总是够我们用。主啊，使得我们能够，呃，能够达到你所预期我们要做到的。Do not allow us to drift along as if the Lord is delayed. 主啊，不让我们随流随流而去，好像我们不知道主要再来的。Lord, if you should come today, 主啊，若是你今天就来，Where will we be? 主啊，我们会在哪里呢？ Have mercy upon us. 求主对我们有怜悯。We have nothing to boast of. 我们没有什么可夸的。The only thing we can boast is your grace is sufficient for us. 我们可夸的就是主你的恩典够我们用。We cast ourselves upon thy grace. 主啊，我们真是活在你的恩典里。Not for us, but for your glory. 主啊，不是为着我们自己，主啊，为着你的荣耀。Make us what Thou want us to be. 主啊，让我们成为你所预期我们要要做的。We ask in Thy precious name. 主啊，我们靠你的名祷告。Amen.